On this week's episode, we take you through a day in the life of a person with a chronic illness. We also get into what's in our bag, chronic illness edition. So stick around. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, and welcome to Rare with Flair. The podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are out here living our best lives. I'm your host, Casey. And I'm your host, Cassandra. Oh, Cassandra, it's a beautiful day. It's just a beautiful day full to be alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's full of snow, and I, which is why I'm actually in a different recording area than I normally am. So if you hear any kind of echo, I'm sorry. If you hear my dog, which I know you probably will, I'm also sorry for that. Rupert has things to say. He has lots of things to say. If you hear him chewing on his stick right now as we speak, that's that's that. That's what that is. <laughs> so, Hashtag mom sorry. tricks. <laughs> mom tricks. I, that stick will last about 10 minutes and I don't know what I'll do, but you'll see in the podcast what happens. Stick around for, for that. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, so I hope everyone, if you're listening uh, around the time that this is coming out, I hope everyone is staying safe and warm, and if you don't have to leave your home, please don't. Yes, well I'm hoping by the time this episode comes out that it will not be a winter tundra storm problem at that point, but we don't know. Right now we're in the thick of it, quite literally. (laughs) So I haven't walked my dog in days. (laughs) I know it's it's been brutal, but, but to distract from the, you know, winter apocalypse happening outside right now, we have an announcement to make and we hinted at it in our New Year's episode, like the episode we made after the New Year. And we are here to give you guys this long awaited announcement. You probably forgot we even said that, but... (laughs) (laughs) You should see my face right now. I am smiling, just cheesing ear to ear. Like, I am so excited to say what we're about to say. And we're going to attempt to say it at the same time, even though we're not together. Like, we're on FaceTime and there's a lag. So we're going to attempt this. Okay, Okay. are you ready? All right. Three. Who's counting? Oh, wait, you? You're counting? I'll count. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. One. We have we shirts. We have shirts. <laughs> so, what does that mean? We have shirts, you guys. We are coming out with rare with flare shirts. We don't really want to call it merch because it is a fundraiser. Yeah. Um, so we're coming. We're coming out with a t-shirt and a crew neck sweatshirt with our logo and our little picture on it. And we are raising money to benefit the hermansky Pudlak Syndrome Network, which is the rare disease we have. We've told you guys in the past we are looking for a cure because a lot of people with this disease get a terminal lung disease called pulmonary fibrosis. And although there are some things you can do, like lung transplants and things like that, we're looking for a better cure for all these people getting this lung disease. It means so much to us. And we're, we're all of the money that we raise with these shirts are going to go to straight to the HPS network. Yeah, we're not touching this money. And we just thought it would be really fun to make 
some cool-looking shirts for a great cause to support the Hermansky Podlack Syndrome Network. I think the design is really cool. It's yeah. like almost like an '80s take on our uh, yeah. on our like. Sorry, uh, I'm so excited. I keep butting in. No, you're you good. Talking. I'm so excited. No, um, it, it's very like bluey and pinky, and I think it's gonna like. I think it looks really nice. So we're like we're super psyched. We're super super psyched but okay so the deets on on the fundraiser so hopefully you guys are listening to this right when it comes out like we know the dedicated fans you are but if you're not this campaign is gonna launch from february the 28th which is the last day of february of 2021 uh which is rare disease day the last day of february whether it's a leap year or not is always rare disease day so we thought it would be a really excellent time to launch this uh fundraising campaign for the hps network And we're going to have it run until March 16th. So it's like a, like slightly more than two weeks. Uh, We want, I wanted it to end on a Tuesday, just, you know, to stick with our, our continuity of when we put out episodes and we're doing it with this company called Custom Inc. They have a fundraising platform. I, I wanted to like take just a sec to brag about Custom Inc. If you have a fundraiser or if you're just trying to make shirts for, I mean, when I was in college, I saw them used all the time for like our sorority or any other sort of like church events or stuff like that. Custom Inc. is an amazing company, especially for fundraisers. Like they have been so easy to work with. You know, we can call them on the phone and talk and ask them any questions and they get back to us really quickly. So yes, awesome company to work with. Cannot like recommend them enough for your next fundraising needs. And also we were excited because um, we're using some sort of like a, like an eco smart material for both the shirts and the crew necks. Um, And so, you know, recycled materials helping the earth and being cute and warm. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Yes, and we're not sponsored by Custom Inc. at all. We genuinely Mm -hmm. think that they're great. We're we're just saying this from our hearts, and we're so excited. We really hope that you will um, support the HPS network through this campaign and and get a great, cute shirt out of it. Like like Cassandra said, they look really cool. We're really happy with how they look. It's our cover art, but a little bit of a different take on it, so we really, really hope you like it. And, yes, we will be posting – it on the 28th pictures of it and everything so you guys can actually see what they look like on rare disease day yay yay and for any of our international listeners custom ink does ship internationally it to you'd have to check your the list of countries that they ship to but they ship to most countries obviously there's like the international shipping but you know hey if you are an out like a non-us listener also consider supporting us if you're interested Sorry my yes. computer fan is super loud. It sounds like it's a rocket taking off to outer space. <laughs> I can't hear it, but Rupert's chewing in the back. My dog's <laughs> chewing is so loud that there's no way that this microphone is not picking it up. So, like, it's just going to be just a lot of background noise in this week's episode. Sorry about it. <laughs> um, but today, 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 we are doing a little bit of a day in the life with a chronic illness slash What's in our bag? What's you know that popular bag? YouTube trend of like, what's in our bag? But it's like chronic illness edition, so it's funny stuff. And we're going to try to keep this episode, you know, kind of light and funny. We know we've talked about our chronic illness in the past, and it was like a very serious episode. See episode six for that. It was very, it was very sad. And that had a place. <laughs> like, we really wanted to kind of 
set the tone in that episode to be serious just because we were talking about some serious stuff. But it's not always doom and gloom. Right, right, exactly. I I just kind of wanted to say, you know, we made this podcast as an outlet to talk about these things that are kind of unspoken. I wanted to let people know we don't necessarily go around in our life always talking about this. We don't really want people to see us as, like, the sick girl. Mm -mm. So if you don't know us or you're just an acquaintance listening, this is not our entire identity. We don't see ourselves as, like, the sick person. This is just a place for us to talk about it, and hopefully other chronically ill people can hear us and relate to us and feel not so alone. That's why we're doing this. We do, like, believe it or not, we have lives outside of this. Yeah, absolutely. See yeah. episodes, I don't remember the, the maybe seven and <laughs> three, our fashion and our music episodes. Music. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that's when you really truly see that we have lives, but, you know, we do spend a lot of this podcast talking about the rare, which is our, our disabilities ranging from, like, being blind to having all these other chronic conditions that we'll, like, rehash again in this episode, but in a hopefully more fun way. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, like, one of the reasons we made this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we we want to educate, we want to help people, we want to do all the things. So that's why we're talking about these things that are a little more rare. Right. And we also wanted to, like, remind you guys, just like we do in most every episode that we talk about our experience, this is strictly our experiences. You can even tell that our experiences aren't even the same. Um, right. We are different people, and, you know... While we're going to talk about our, us and our conditions, like, we are not representative of anyone, every single person with, like, both hermansky pudlak syndrome with any other of these chronic illnesses that we have. This is strictly us. Yeah, so let we were going to kind of go through some of the chronic illness things that we have to deal with on a daily basis and kind of talk about how they affect us on a daily basis before we get to the what's in our bag section, which will be <laughs> quite fun. So I want to start off with, with probably besides our blindness, this is the one other thing we have in common. Mm-hmm. And this is our bleeding disorder. Mm-hmm. So we've explained this before. With Hermansky-Pudlak syndrome comes a bleeding disorder. Our platelets are malformed and we bleed easily. And we don't clot as easily as other people. So Cass, how does this affect you just on a daily basis? Or does it really affect you on a daily basis? To be honest, not really. Um, and to to clarify like like Casey said our platelets are malformed but that doesn't mean that we have something like hemophilia really what that right. means is that like when we bleed we bleed more easily and it takes a little bit longer to stop the bleeding and we bruise pretty easily i guess like the way this affects me on a daily basis is like i was literally when we were planning this episode I, like, had looked down to my leg, and I was like, oh, wow, look at that massive bruise. Where did that <laughs> yes. come from? I don't know. Yes. Like, that is definitely something that happens at least once a week. Um, oh, yeah. And I would say I bruise a little less than the average HPS, or I think, like, most of us are, like, wow. covered in bruises. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, and since we have... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say, since we have albinism, which means we have pale skin, a lot of doctors will mistakenly say, mm-hmm. oh, you, you just have a lot of bruises because you're pale. And it's like, yes, they, they technically show up better on pale skin, but it doesn't actually cause more bruising. That's not correct. That's yeah. not how that works. 
So anyway, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that. I think the other thing is like I have like a like a heftier first aid kit than most people maybe. Like I have I have gauze and I have like Coban, like the stretchy stuff that they wrap around you and in hospitals. I've got many types of band-aids and I've got I don't know if you've ever used this case, but it, it's like this um it's like a powder that if you're bleeding a lot and, you know, if you, like, shank your finger while you're cutting something. This is a true story from my life. Oh, <laughs> I had, like, I was trying, I was dumb. I was not, like, I was, like, in college and I hadn't cooked that much on my own um, at the time. And so, like, stupidly I was, like, cutting, a, like, a lemon in midair. And I shanked oh my, my thumb. God. Because don't no. do that. But, don't you know. Don't do that. No, but, yeah, I, like, no, I cut no. my thumb really badly. And so I, I have this... I have this powder. I, I need to know what it's called. I just call it, like, the bleeding powder. But, like, it, ba- you basically, like, sprinkle it on and it, it like, helps clot and scab your your wounds. So I really That's think that... cool. Yeah, but, like, so I just have a heftier first aid kit. I don't know. Be careful while shaving. But it's not even... Oh, e- yes. That's a thing. Even if, yes. even if I do cut myself while shaving, though, like, it doesn't... I don't know. It stops pretty easily. So it's really not that yeah. bad. <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed with me, I do bruise constantly, but I do notice with me that if it's a little cut, it stops quicker. Mm. And then if it was a big injury, mm-hmm. it would be a lot more serious. And you have hemorrhaged before, and right. I have not. Yeah, right. And, you know, if you want to hear about my hemorrhages, I don't talk about them, but I it, I, re- I referenced that it happened to me in episode six. But I've only hemorrhaged when I've had internal bleeding. Because yes. for the most part, if we cut ourselves, just like most people, if we put, like, pressure on the wound in with either like wrapping it or just holding like whatever gauze on it it will stop yes it will stop if it's eventually. not that bad but when you're bleeding internally you can't put pressure up inside your body so <laughs> like it right. makes it very very tricky to stop internal bleeding that's when our bleeding disorder becomes more of a major issue is if we're bleeding yes. internally for any reason um but right. You know, when it's external, which is more likely what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis, honestly, just, like, put pressure on it, keep an eye on it, but, like, otherwise, you'll probably be fine. <laughs> yes. That, oh, oh, there we go. We finished his steak. Wow, we're only through the first symptom of our chronic illnesses, and we're already dealing with this. So, now we can move on to a different, a different area, is... Tummies. Tummies. <laughs> Let's talk about our tummy problems tummy, that we tummy, both tummy. have. We're very singing today. I love it. <laughs> the tummy. Um, who goes first? Uh, you wanna... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're not. We're we prepared, you guys. Not prepared. We're not prepared at all. See, okay, we both have stomach issues, but they're totally different. Yeah. So... Um, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So, um, go ahead. so I mentioned this whole thing in episode six, but I may explain just a little bit how it works. So I don't have a colon for you that are new here. Um, so, uh, I had a lot of issues with my colon. We had a nasty breakup and now I am living colon free and I couldn't be happier for the past, like nearly, I don't know, five or six years. What that means truly is like, I have this medical device sits outside my body and it collects the output. We'll say that instead. 
people are like everything we say they're just clicking off of this episode like bye sorry y'all no it's really not gross it's actually a beautiful thing that saved your life yeah and we need to normalize it honestly like we're not going to say like the gritty details in this episode of things but like this this device is a life-saving thing for so many people and i'm so happy that it exists and i have to say like out of all of the things in my life right now the device specifically her name is celeste so we'll call her celeste celeste is yes probably the least of my my issues because she's very like self-sustaining and i can't say that for everyone it's called an ileostomy so i can't say that for everyone with an ileostomy but picture like the way that it like looks outside your body obviously you can google that yourself when you get your colon taken out which is your large intestine uh, they take the end of your small intestine, they poke it through your abdomen, and then they flip it over like a sock, and then they stitch it down. Sorry if that's, like, a lot, but again, chronicle this episode. So yep. <laughs> the way that this device works is you put, like, a sticker with a hole in it, the size of your of your little nub outside your body, of your small intestine, and then there's a bag on top of that. Common misconceptions, it does not smell. Everyone always thinks that. It doesn't. You can't no, tell no. that it's there, even when I wear tight clothes, and I'm, I'm a fan of tight clothes, so you can't still tell that it's there. It's really discreet. Until I tell people, they have no idea. Right. But, like, the way that I, I, I deal with it is there are different kinds of pouches that you can use. Um, some of them have an opening at the end where you can empty them into the toilet. I don't like that because I think it's gross. And so <laughs> there is, uh, there's another option where the, the, like the pouch itself is disposable. So I just like, I put it in a trash bag and then I throw mm-hmm. it away. Um, and then I put a new one on top of my sticker cause it comes in two parts. So, like, very easy, very easy to deal with. I switch out that part, like, the pouch itself, a couple times a day. It's super small, and then, like, once or twice a week, I will change, like, the sticker part that's on my skin, you know, to let my skin breathe. But, yeah, like, that's it. Most of my problems with it are making sure I have enough supplies, which every month I call a supplier and I order new ones. And then they come to my house and like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I think the only other thing is like, I, I'm not limited to what I can wear, but there are certain things that I find a little uncomfortable to wear. Again, I'll still wear some tight dresses, some form-fitting clothes, but I mostly wear, I think almost all the time I wear like jeans that have a high waist because of where it sits on my abdomen it's really uncomfortable to have jeans that are either too, like, that are too low or fall right on top of it. So a jean with a high waist, like, it's completely, like, enclosed in my jeans. No one can see it. I'm looking down right now, and, like, it looks like the other side of my pants. So, like, honestly... Yeah, no, you can't. It's so nice. It's so chill. There are, like, some really awesome perks to it is, like, I don't have to ever sit and poop on a toilet. I don't have to, like, (laughs) find a way if I were in the woods, which I'm not outdoorsy. I don't have to poop in the woods. I don't have to poop on a sketchy toilet. I can do, I can, I can do my business without even thinking about it. Yeah. It is a really great thing for me, and it is actually not that big of a deal, and I would love for the world to know that they need to get over it, and it's just a bag. 
the end. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It really, it's really such an amazing device. I'm so happy that it's given you, you know, I knew Cassandra before she got this bag and I saw the difference in her quality of life. Um, and it's just given you such a second life. I would not have I'm, survived without it. Again, no, listen to episode not. six if you want to know yeah. the tea. But really, like, that's all. Um, you can talk about some of your tummy stuff, and then I'll, like, I'll bring it back with, like, other <laughs> non-bag-related things. <laughs> sure, sure. And so my tummy stuff, I have a few things going on. I have gastroparesis, which is, I don't even quite even know how to <laughs> properly explain it because I'm not a doctor, but the, <laughs> like the muscles in my stomach don't ju- digest food quickly enough. It, I had to eat radioactive eggs to do the test for this and they would x-ray Wait, me I'm every sorry, few what? hours. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I <laughs> I'm picturing like a glowing hard boiled egg. Like oh, in yeah. A no, seriously. But seriously, it's like I should have gotten superpowers from this. But you eat these eggs. So, and with, uh, they called them radioactive eggs, right? So then every like hour or two, I don't know, it, it was years ago that I did this test, but every few hours you get an x ray done and they see where the eggs are in your digestion. Wait, and, were like, they actually hard boiled eggs? They were scrambled. Oh, how fun scrambled is that? Eggs. It was a fun time. Um, So anyways, along with that, and probably somewhat because of that, maybe that could be related. I have GERD, um, which is, you know, really bad acid reflux. And mine is so severe to the point where I'm on two medications every day for it. And the medications are actually, like, not too good for you either. Like, they're causing my stomach to have polyps. But you kind of got to choose... You know, which I would, would you rather have polyps or rather, (laughs) this is what chronic illness life is. You're constantly. It's the Sophie's choice of what, is the symptom worse than the side effect? Is the symptom worse than the side effect? That is your constant life with everything you do. So I'm like, well, I would rather be on the medication because truly my acid reflux is so bad that my quality of life is horrible with without medication and even if I eat really really well it's not like I'm that kind of person who it's just like oh I just have to avoid tomato sauce and I'll be fine like no it's like anything I eat so I have those things I have bad cramps a lot like I've just never had a great stomach and Cassandra's stomach issues are due to from Hermansky-Pudlak syndrome mine not necessarily although we really you know I have HPS type 3 and we almost really don't even know enough about all of the types to know what is causing what you know what I mean I, I I don't have the bowel disease of HPS but I always have had stomach problems so it's kind of like I don't know what's going on with that but that's my stomach stuff pretty fun is there anything that you avoid eating intentionally because I know you mentioned everything gives you reflux but yeah, like, you know, spicy foods, mm-hmm. red sauce. That mm-hmm. I don't completely avoid it. Sometimes I'll just do it because, I'm, like I said, I'm on multiple medications for this anyway. And, mm-hmm. like, I absolutely avoid caffeine. But that's for other reasons that I'll have to maybe get into. That's other health issues that caffeine bothers me with. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have more tummy stuff to share with us? I do. Yeah, I know. So I feel like most of my tummy. problems are, like, related to my GI tract. But I have other issues outside. Um have some skin issues that I'm not really going to get into because I feel like that's a little personal. But uh, it is partially related to the fact that I have Crohn's. And 
once you have an autoimmune disease, your your body just kind of attacks itself at at will. So mm. that's why you know we may have related issues is because honestly we already have an autoimmune disease, so it's really not out of the question. Um, so that's why my skin stuff comes up. So I do take uh, immunosuppressant injections uh, once every almost couple months. They're really not that bad. I've tried a lot of immunosuppressants in the past and like the one that I've been on has worked the best so far and I, I don't mind injecting myself at all. I have no I have no issues with it. I have no like queasiness to it either. It's just like getting right. over the mental block of like actually sticking it in you but otherwise yeah like, I used to have to give myself allergy shots yeah. all the time and I didn't care I was just like stab all like, right I let's go I know it's I think like medical stuff for us just doesn't phase us because we're so used to this yeah. life no yeah it's just like part of it really I used to have to get infusions which means like having something slowly delivered via IV instead of just something that I get like a syringe injecting myself I feel like the injections are so much better than the infusions because, like, I don't have to spend four hours getting an IV when I could really just, like, do it in five minutes at my house. (laughs) Yeah, so much better. (laughs) But um, with Crohn's disease and with my my ostomy, I can't eat a lot of fiber. So it always makes people laugh or always weirds people out. Like, I can't really eat a lot of fruits and vegetables Mm. because it actually physically will hurt my stomach. I get lots of cramps if I eat too much fiber and like it's like quite Mm. painful and it could actually cause um, like a blockage. Oh. I'm really careful about when I eat um, nuts and and other fibers. So I just like I can't have like a whole salad. I mean most of my diet consists of like protein and dairy and carbs so yeah yeah (laughs) people are always like wow like you can't eat fruits like no and I trust me I would love to eat fruits I really miss eating lots of salad but I actually cannot (laughs) you know yeah no that is something I never really knew either until recently about you and I mean I know you're you can eat a lot more now than you could before you got your bag before I got my bag I was living on insure (laughs) yeah exactly but But you love eggs I'm glad I love eggs radioactive (laughs) eggs but you you love eggs I have eggs Uh, almost every day (laughs) so anything else for you that's (laughs) my laundry list you you literally named 50 things and then you're like I think that's it I think I finished (laughs) oh my god I my list of things is so long and random that I I sound um I don't know. I kind of sound like a hypochondriac or something when I list all of them off. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is that they truly are all real diagnosed things. I think when when part of your body is diseased, mm-hmm. it it really affects your whole body. Yep. You know, nothing quite goes right. And, and because of that, I have had a lot of anxiety around my health my whole life because things just kind of fall apart. But my therapist told me, (laughs) yes, I have talked about this. She told me like, no, you're actually not a hypochondriac because everything (laughs) that you think is happening like really is. (laughs) Like you really do have all this stuff. But yeah, I have asthma. I have Hashimoto's disease, which is... um, a autoimmune disease of your that attacks your thyroid um, which I have under control right now which is good but it has it has you know hurt me in the past mm-hmm. 
I have, uh, you know, like chronic anemia, and I have kidney stones, and a bunch of random other crap. Some bladder issues. Do you take issues iron are... for your anemia, or I take iron every day, but that wasn't even doing the trick, so I have to get infusions as well. Mm. And so that's why I call it chronic anemia because mm-hmm. no matter what I do, it doesn't really ever get back up to the right number unless I'm constantly, you know, keeping watch on it. And my one of my main things, though, that I wanted to touch on is I have chronic pain. And I made a whole YouTube video about this, actually, and it's one of my most vulnerable videos I've ever made. I was kind of proud of it because I really went through my whole life journey with chronic pain. I will link that in the show notes. Ooh, good, yeah. If you're interested in that, I don't want to go too long here. But I've had chronic pain probably since I was 12. I I really, truly think everything hit the fan when I went through puberty. And I, Mm -hmm. I don't know why. My mental health went down. My physical health went down. Luckily, my mental health... You know, even though we talked about this in, in episode six, we keep referencing episode six. It oh was my a God. really important episode it to make. It was an important <laughs> episode. But we've talked about how we have some mental illness stuff. But luckily, I really have that under control. Mm-hmm. But my physical health still never has quite been the same. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what... It, I, I have fibromyalgia, which is a chronic pain disorder. But the thing is, fibromyalgia is not... It's kind of just an umbrella term for, oh, you have chronic pain. It's not really a diagnosed condition. It's diagnosed by symptoms, pretty much. And they're still doing a lot more research on it. So maybe one day there could be more Mm -hmm. um, found out about it. But yeah, I, I have chronic pain. So I have like a baseline pain every day. And some days it's it's absolutely a roller coaster ride. Like I'll have a really bad, bad, bad week and then I'll have some good weeks and there's no rhyme or reason to it. I've always tried to figure out like, is it the weather? Is it what I'm eating? Is it the exercise I'm doing? And it's really it to me, it's really not. I will say Mm -hmm. my pain gets worse when I like travel or when I overexert myself or when I'm tired, it definitely gets worse if I'm on a trip where I'm it's a high energy trip like Disney World or something by the last day I am really not in a good spot but you know for the most part I actually am not on medication for this and it's one of those things again where you know is the treatment worse than the the actual symptom I've done physical therapy before and things like that and I try to stay active and not too hard they don't want you to really exercise too hard but just like a minimal exercise Mm -hmm. you know and yeah, so I, I keep it under control and there's always that option to be medicated, but at the same time, I'm very sensitive to medication, so I don't want to deal with all the side effects either. Right, yeah. But but yeah, so that's kind of I think we've kind of gone over Yeah. Actually, like, I just remembered our, like a couple other things that I have not oh, mentioned. Oh, fun. fun. Um, <laughs> I know, right? It's just like, "Oh yeah, that also happens to me." <laughs> yeah. So oh, funny. <laughs> so funny. I know. So um with my with my ostomy since um, so you, you, the job of your your colon is to like to suck out the water from your digested food i don't have that so like i lose a lot more water than the average person who has their colon oh. um, so i have to actually stay hydrated medically i i will dehydrate faster than most people I do drink, like, especially this year, I've, I've really, I've, I've really gotten good at my New Year's resolution, which is to, like, drink a lot of water. Um, <laughs> uh, I have been doing that, and I have been doing that this whole year. How much do you say you drink a day? Oh, okay, so let's see. The water bottle I have right now is, like, 24 ounces, um, and I probably do, like, 
three or four of those uh-huh. a day. So probably at least the 64 ounces that people say. But, but I, and, and I was going to mention this a little bit later, but, like, I will often drink, like, electrolyte powder um, to help, yeah. like, keep myself hydrated, especially when I'm feeling, like, particularly really, really tired. And the other thing is, like, when we, you know, this wasn't per se related to our, our periods, but I feel like my periods physically affect me a lot also outside of the fact of just, you know, what the period is. But um, I think almost every single period without fail, and this happened yesterday, I get a migraine. Um, I've gotten mm. migraines since I was, like, a junior in high school, and I don't know why. I don't know why they started, but, like, I rarely ever have a normal headache anymore it's always it always turns into a migraine headache and so that's terrible they really put me out of commission like they last for a long time and I'm still really like tired from it and it happened like last night so I'm yeah I'm super glad they're not chronic because you have to have Mm -hmm. like what 15 migraine days to be chronic like it's more like a once a month. Here's my my monthly migraine, but like, uh, but still, it's yeah, still really annoying. <laughs> still terrible, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyways, not fun. Not actually, fun. wait. There was one more thing I had on my list that we could both talk about, and it's just Ooh, the non physical effects of having a chronic illness. Oh, so many things. Yes. How yes. how often would you say that you have to call people on the phone, Casey? Um, weekly. Yep. Weekly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I am on the phone with a doctor weekly. Mm-hmm. Or getting a prescription filled or insurance yep. or whatever it is weekly. Trying to get, you know, leave a message with the nurse to get someone to call you back, anyone to call you back. Yep. It's the end of the week. The weekend's coming. No <laughs> one's calling you back. You know when to That's- call because you want to call in the morning before they've had their lunch um, you don't want to go to the ER, so you need to get the doctor yep. to answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like uh, sometimes yeah, yeah. you got you know your doctors like oh you know that they'll respond quickly on my chart, but if you yes, leave a yes. message, they'll they will <laughs> get better, back to you fast. You know, it, it's just you better write you better write a message on my chart and call. Yeah, you can do both because then you can when you other, call you can say I sent a message on I my sent chart. A message on my chart and I haven't gotten a reply yet and it's been days. It's been, um, and hour and but I need the answer it is <laughs> legitimately a part-time job yep. legitimately yeah a part-time job I'm trying to get you know when you go to pick up a prescription a prescription oh your doctor you have no more refills on this prescription <gasps> you've got to go back to the doctor to get a refill on this and it's really funny because throughout the pandemic I've actually kind of canceled some doctor's appointments because yeah. I didn't want to I wanted to limit my time so this is like the first time in my life and like trust me I've been to at least 10 to 15 appointments throughout the year of 2020. Mm. But this is the least I've ever been yeah, to, a do- to the know. doctors. And so, but still, like, it is, and it's it literally makes us sound a little, like... Dramatic? Like, like I don't want to... I don't know. Yeah. It makes us sound dramatic. It makes us sound like we're, like, looking for problems or we're, like, creating problems. No. Like, oh, the doctor, my, my left finger hurts. I need to go see the doctor and make sure I'm not dying. It's genuinely not that. A lot of it is, like, keeping up with, like, other, you know, diagnoses that you already have. You know, it's not like every time I'm going to the doctor, it's, like, a new problem or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, 
keeping up with all the stuff mm-hmm. I've got going on. So yeah, it sounds dramatic that we'd be going to the doctor that much, but no. it's genuinely what it takes because these it, that's what the word chronic means. These issues are not going away ever. Yeah, no, you know, it's all about like mitigating the the issues, but like it, it truly like I have at least five specialists for all my different issues, and I'm sure that you do too. And so you you kind of get really good at one record keeping cuz I oh my like, gosh. Y- you guys like would get such a kick out of some of these messages I send my doctors. I'm like on twelve fifteen I felt this symptom and then I found it again and like you know, whatever date and I'm just like I like just like give them a giant list <laughs> of like Yeah, yeah. One thing. So that is something that happens. But also if we ever have to see a new doctor for any reason, a oh new my issue gosh. comes up, like, or we have to, you know, our doctor moved and we have to get established with someone new, guys, oh we gosh. have our, like, minute-long HPS spiel <laughs> that is, like, yes. you know, unique to us where we tell our details to this new doctor um, and, like, you know, we're the experts in the room here. Oh, yeah. They don't know what HPS is. They've never heard of it. They Google it before we get there. This, okay, ready? Ready for this? H-E-R-M-A-K-S-K-Y. Wait, M-A-N. Wait, now I tried to do it so fast that I messed it up, but I was trying to prove how fast I could spell it. H-E-R-M-A-N-S-K-Y-P-U-D-L-A-K syndrome, because you spell it so often. Thank you. That was my fast spelling. Messed it up the first time. It's always like, I always say, like, really slowly. I'm like, I have Hermansky Pudlak syndrome. Do you want me to spell that for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you have to say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My my eye problems that goes along with the bleeding. That's the same oh, yeah. disorder. They and see like, my guide dog in the room, and they're like, yeah. so. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. We're not here for this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is completely unrelated. And and the thing is, every doctor will try to blame HPS on everything wrong with you. Like you'll be like, I'm having a thyroid problem, and they're like, oh, it must be is that, that part of your condition. Syndrome. Like, no. Is that part of your condition? No. And then when I I know our condition, and so do you. Like the back mm-hmm. of my hand. And when I start getting all scientific and explaining it, they're very impressed. You know, they're like, whoa, you really do know this. And I'm like, well, yes, yes it's my it's my actual life. And I, I live it every day. And um, um, yeah, no, it's it's actually hilarious. And yeah. I feel like in that on that note, too, is like most people have like a general practitioner doctor, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like we have. A pulmonologist, a hematologist, I have a cardiologist, a GI doctor, a rheumatologist, mm-hmm. like a, you know, it's like you have like a thousand yeah, different ones. I have in like every two single- different dermatologists for two different things. <laughs> like, no lie. I just, uh, it, it's and just, then they all have to know. And it's funny because I feel yeah. like I, I find myself like, hardly ever messaging my primary care doctor because I just message my specialist directly when I have a question. Yeah, no, that's so true. No, that's such a thing. It's such a thing. My primary is just going to tell me to talk to my specialist anyway, so, like, why? yes. Yes, I feel like I talk to my GI the most. We're tight, and actually, he's moving soon, so it just brings up the thing of, like, I know, it's actually... It's actually terrifying. I'm not even kidding. Because oh. um, he also deals with my anemia, too. So no. it's like a lot of stuff. No, I know. So, I, yeah. I love my nurse practitioner. I see a nurse practitioner as my GI these days. And I she's really, really excellent. Um, but, like, 
I love our appointments because I feel like half the time we're like socializing and then I'm like, all right, so here are my symptoms lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I, think I the, guess. Oh, I, oh sorry. I, I no, was going to say, go I think on. the other last quick thing is like, we just know too much about, we know too much about oh, our condition. Oh, I forgot about this. We yes. know too much about how health insurance works. We know too much yes. about how doctor's offices are run. <laughs> yes, and hospitals mm. and I was just telling Cass the other night, I always feel like a know-it-all and I hate, I hate being a know-it-all, but whenever my friends are having an issue at the doctor, the hospital, anything, I'm always like, oh yeah, that's normal or oh, they'll do this for you or oh, they're going to give you this or oh, it's going to take this long to get you in a room or whatever. And I'm like, I need to just shut up because nobody <laughs> wants to hear, hear me, but like we've been in the hospital so many a times. <laughs> And, and the ER and all of that so many times and the doctor's office in general that, yeah, we know too much. You and guys, like, you never want to be expedited to, in the ER. The only time that's oh. going to happen is if you are, like, literally bleeding or having a heart yeah. attack. No, yeah, and you have been, so that's <laughs> yeah, actually Yeah, I terrifying. felt so royal when they were like, oh my God. right this way. You don't even have to but sit like in the waiting the room. Worst, <laughs> the worst kind of royal, it's though. the worst the actual kind. worst kind of royal. No, um, no, you don't. I've... I've I've never been expedited, but I've totally been like in a hallway being treated in the ER. Oh which yeah, is really funny when they don't have any rooms left. They just put me on a stretcher in the hall. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> love that. No, it's it's hilarious. Like I, I've never been to medical school, so I'm not going to ever claim to know more than a doctor. But we do know a lot, and we do know more about our disease since it's a rare disease, and that's rare disease. Hashtag rare disease life is like yeah. knowing. You Everything have to about be your, your own expert. You have to be your own expert. Truly, own and advocate. it's not the doctor's fault. Doctors are very smart. No, but there's, there's no, no way. way on earth no way. that they could know mm-hmm. about every single disease, every single rare oh, yeah. disease. Oh, yeah. There's literally no way. Except one time I did mention it, and they said, oh, yeah, albino bleeding thing. <laughs> and I... I was so like, yes? so thrilled that they knew what that was. <laughs> wow! Because um, they've usually heard of they've usually heard of albinism, so you can mm-hmm. say it's a type of albinism and kind of get you know get get that. But it's very yeah. confusing to explain. But anyway, right. so now we get to the fun part. What's in my bag? What's and in my bag? Oh, that's the theme song. I guess What's it is. In my bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo! We say we're good singers, and then we sing like that. Yeah. Um, so let's go back and forth. Okay. What's in your bag? Chronic illness edition. And we're going to add in some normal things too, not necessarily chronic illness related, just what's in our bag at all times. I'll go first. Okay. I always have a snack in my bag because I also have hypoglycemia <laughs> and my blood sugar will drop and I will start sweating and shaking and about to pass out if I do not have a snack. And my mother, hello mom, shout out, will yell at me because a lot of times I don't have a snack. And she will say, Casey, why don't you have, you always should have a snack in your bag. And so that is my shout out that I have a snack in my bag. My mom packs snacks when we'll go places together still. And I like, I know I should. I don't have hypoglycemia, but I know I should because... I, I'm I'm kind of a like a snacker, like I will like graze throughout the day. But if I don't eat, yeah. not only will I get hangry like a normal person, but like it, it really is not good for me if I wait too no. long. So you know that's that's a thing. But 
one thing that we always have is our bleeding medications. We have rescue yeah. meds of various kinds in our bags. And also, I want you guys to understand, as, as especially, um, I can speak for myself, as I'm listing the things that are in my bag, it's a small bag. It's like a miniature <laughs> backpack. So yeah. we're able to cram in a lot of things in our in like our tiny purses. Or I think I'm also kind of gonna list like what I would carry with me to work, which is in like a larger backpack. But it's not that full. Like understand. Yes. <laughs> But so yeah. what's your next there? Was snack yours too? Or no, I'm bleeding thing? meds. That's what I was saying. Bleeding meds. Wow. What am I? Did I just like <laughs> completely black out? It's more of like, you know, we don't take bleeding medications on the daily, but should right. something major happen when we're out and we about, need, yes. we need to have them with us just in case that we don't have to like immediately run to the hospital. We can kind of like patch yes. things up first. Absolutely. Okay. So my next one is my inhaler. I I have a few at home inhalers that stay at home, but I always try to also have one in my bag just in case. So yeah, that's the explanation there. That's all I got to say about that. My inhaler. I love it. It's my best friend. Helps me out. My next thing is ostomy bags. So yeah, like I said, I use my bags disposably. So when they are full, I go to the bathroom, I pop it off, I pop on a new one and I throw it away in a trash bag. So, um, you know, I carry my extra ostomy bags like most girls carry their feminine products. Um, Yeah, it's kind of similar in that regard. Yeah, I honestly keep them in the same pouch and like... Just in case um, something were to go wrong with, like, the, the adhesive part of my bag, I have, like, a full set of, of, like, the appliance to possibly do, like, a really quick change um, should mm. that ever happen. But it rarely does for me. I feel like I feel really grateful in that aspect because, you know, I feel like my they placed mine really well. Um, so I don't really have that many issues with it. But I have it just in case. Nice. Cool. Cool. Next, I usually have some ginger candy. They're called gingins. Now, eating a lot of ginger is not actually, it's actually not good for your bleeding disorder, which is really (laughs) funny. But ginger candy really helps me with my acid reflux. So if I know that I'm about to, it's like, it's like Thanksgiving day and I'm about to eat a ton or like Mm -hmm. about to go out to a big dinner, carry my ginger candies. They really help. Even though I'm already on medication, I sometimes need that extra, um, extra kick of ginger. So I, I really do always have them in my bag. I do. I feel like I have, that makes me think of, um, I'll do a quick list of, this is more for like a, a, my work backpack, I'll do a quick list of small, tiny bottles of pills that I carry with me for various reasons. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Besides the bleeding meds, I've got um, acetaminophen, so like we can't take aspirin or, or NSAID blood thinners, so I, I can pretty much exclusively take acetaminophen. Um, or the acetaminophen with caffeine for a migraine, but like mm-hmm. not any of the blood thinner kinds. So I also have, um, what, Imodium, the anti-diarrheal. Uh, so mm-hmm. ostomy diarrhea is really bad because again, you know, you use, you, sorry about the diarrhea, but anyway, you lose, you lose a lot of liquid normally, but like yeah. I can dehydrate like that if I have diarrhea so like I have to have that with me because I have been in a situation where I didn't have it and I was like I need it now so um, it was really scary so I have that I have um 
I have the opposite of that, which is like uh, a, like a stool softener. So that's in a case I eat too much fiber and I'm in lots of pain. I need a stool softener. But yeah, so those are at least three different kinds of pills I have with me, especially in my work backpack. But in my in my like in my purse, I normally just have Tylenol. So nice, nice. Okay, good. Uh, my next thing, I do not have this in my bag at all times, but I would definitely have this if I was traveling or if I was going to be out all day somewhere. I love icy hot patches. I'm obsessed. <laughs> when I have a, a, you, a lot of my chronic pain is upper back, shoulder issues. And if I can just slap an icy hot on top of my shoulder, I will be good to go. You know, not completely, of course. It still hurts a little bit, but it really, really takes the edge off. So mm-hmm. I definitely am carrying those with me whenever I am going to be out all day or something like that mm-hmm. because they're really great. Um, my next thing is, uh, I mean, we share, but I have, uh, like, little, a roll of poop bags for my dog because I have a guide oh, dog. Oh, you have a guide doggy. We share the trash bags. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, my next thing has to go, goes back to the visual impairment. I, I do not wear glasses, and we have explained this. I want to say I went through my whole glasses convo on episode two, if you haven't heard that. But I carry my – I do have prescription glasses that I will wear on very rare occasion. They don't help me all that much, but I carry them in my bag in case I – maybe I'm going to like a movie or something where they might help a little bit I will carry I will wear them there so I carry them in my purse all the time one other thing we have is sunglasses because being like having albinism uh we're super light sensitive so we usually carry a pair of sunglasses yes oh always if I were to leave the house without sunglasses why did I just say it like that sunglasses, sunglasses. <laughs> I would be absolutely miserable. I could do a whole episode on photophobia yeah. and how bad it is and how much it affects my life with if I do not have sunglasses. Even sometimes when I do have sunglasses, mm. it can be it 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 is exhausting. It takes all of your energy out of you mm-hmm. when it is so bright, you just feel sick, like physically sick. Yeah, no. I have transition lenses which do work to an extent um so most of the like if i'm not out for a long time i can get away with just my transitions but otherwise i will have my sunglasses if i'm planning to be outside for a while i need sunglasses yes it is snowing right now and the white snow (gasps) pain (laughs) like completely blinds me i am seeing absolutely zero when i walk outside in the snow and that's that oh wait that was you yep so I think most of my next things are are like not super disability related, but I also usually always have mints with me. I just like to do a little mint if I'm going out to eat pre-pandemic. And I also like lip products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got like hand sanitizer. I've got yes. headphones. I've got lipstick and lip balm. I've got, I also have a reusable straw. Um, take the environment save the turtles yeah uh i've got my no, i always straw. had <laughs> yes i had hand sanitizer with me all the time even before oh, the pandemic too. because my immune system's not great and you know neither is yours um you're on immunosuppressant medication <laughs> so it is important to have our hand sanitizer with us all the time yeah i would say also in my work backpack i've got um pouches of electrolyte powder like i mentioned before my favorite brand is called drip drop we're not sponsored by them, but I would love to be because I like, I really, really love them. And I think <laughs> they're like a thousand million times better than Pedialyte. 
and we'll link them in the show notes yeah drip drop is the bomb and um in my work backpack i've mentioned uh i have bioptic lenses before a lot of people with albinism can use them to drive uh i can't drive nor do i want to but i have a pair of bioptics because um you know it's like a it's like a Think of binocular, but only one, and then think of that mounted on a pair of glasses. So that's how a bioptic yes. works. So it's like a hands-free, uh, like long-distance viewing kind of a thing. Uh, I have that just yes. in case, like I'm at a meeting at work, and it would r- look rude if I took out my phone, which is what I would normally do. Yeah, no, I actually always have my monocular. So a monocular, kind of the difference is a monocular is handheld, whereas bioptics are glasses with the monocular on it or telescope or whatever you want to call that thing mm-hmm. but I, I I do always I, that's another thing I really do always have my monocular in my bag and I just got bioptics this year for Christmas Hello. and I am so excited to watch my nephew play soccer and maybe watch theater again one day and yeah like they're really you know, useful if I'm Oh, they're so amazing because if I'm just sitting at my nephew's soccer game, I see nothing, you know, <laughs> nothing without a bioptic. And so I don't drive either, don't plan to have, you know, nope, can't drive. But bioptics are useful for other things for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I will definitely always have them in my bag. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And I used to carry my monocular more. Um, but I honestly, if my phone is like charged and working, I'll just zoom in with the camera is what I've done more more often because I can take a picture and then look at it closer. Definitely. Um, well, that's what's in our bags. I think that's what's in our bags. So that was kind of fun and a funny way. We thought that would just be a funny way to show you inside the daily life. Sorry, that was my dog. Um, the daily life of a chronic illness person in like a funny, cute way of like, because you know the YouTube trend, what's in my bag. So we thought that would be funny. Yeah. Um, plus like so truly so that you guys understand like a little bit about our lives. Like we have a lot of issues and yes, like it could be overwhelming, but one, with proper planning and preparation, yes. we can we can do pretty much just fine. Um, and as long as we're physically feeling okay and we're not too drained or anything, uh, we can pretty much do most everything that we want to do. Absolutely. Like, I feel like we live really normal lives for the most part, yeah. besides going to the doctor all the time. <laughs> but that's kind of a part of our lives that even a lot of people around us don't even realize. I have about to us. show and you, Case. I have a sticker. I like, I have stickers on my water bottle, but I have oh a sticker that says, Sorry I'm late. I had a doctor's appointment. Uh uh-uh, uh. Stop. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I used to have a t-shirt like that about theater. It was like, I can't. I have rehearsal. (laughs) But I love that so much. Yeah, like we we don't really see ourselves as as sick people. We don't see ourselves that way. But we also don't really see ourselves as healthy people either. It's this weird in-between of like, everything we have is manageable. And we're very grateful for that. And it takes a lot of planning. But we... You know, we we kind of fake it well, too, I guess, yeah. in everyday life. Plus, we don't like, really talk about it a whole lot. It ebbs and flows, right? Like, there are yeah, times does. in our it lives, does. like, we talk, yes. like, when I talk about my whole, like, journey with my, with Crohn's disease and episode six, like, those were times in my life that I could not do any, almost anything. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. So, I mean, not, not to that extent of you, but I've been, yeah. you know, I've had certain times well, where I've been, like, in the hospital or whatever. chronic illness can yeah. be incapacitating, but yes. at the point we are right now in our lives and at the point we are in our conditions, like, we're doing okay, 
it's not gone, but it is, like, manageable. Yes, exactly. Well, we are an hour in, so we're not going to keep you guys much longer, but we have a real, we don't have a game today, unfortunately, but we have a really exciting announcement, I think. Maybe not quite as exciting to you guys as the shirt would be, but Uh -uh. (laughs) it's exciting for us. Do you want to say it at the same time again and be all cheesy? Oh, yeah, let's try it again. (laughs) Okay, countdown for us, boo. Three, two, one. We've got vaccinated. I think I said we got vaccinated and you said we've been vaccinated. Close enough. So, you know, close enough. Y'all, we both have had our first vaccine. Wow. You heard us talk about it in episode. Oh, gosh, I'm losing count of the numbers now. But in that episode where we were talking about New Year's goals. I think it was 11. 11. 11. I think you're right. In episode 11, you heard us talk about our dreams, our hopes and dreams of this moment, of this moment. And we we did it, and it is so. It felt historic, it didn't it? Feel just really, amazing? really did. Like I felt like, like just ugh. walking in. I was like, I feel like I could taste life again. No, literally, like the night before I got mine, I felt like a kid on Christmas Eve. I felt giddy and excited, and like, and I, I I'm gonna feel the same way for the second dose, maybe even more so because I'll be almost like done, you know, yeah. like with this. Yo, it is the best feeling, and I'm so sorry to anyone who wants it who hasn't been able to get it. We're not trying to rub it in anyone's faces that, like, oh, we got the vaccine. Um, <laughs> I, I want I want everyone to have it. I even had some vaccine guilt when I got it of, like, oh, but I want everyone to get I it know, who wants right? to get it, you know? We are just so, so happy. So I know so. that we will both be immunized because um, after the second dose, after two weeks after that, I think is when they say that you're kind of fully immunized. So we will both yeah. be fully immunized right before Easter. And we're yeah. so excited for that. Um, I felt so emotional getting it. Just, and, and just so you guys know, like we, I mean, you got yours today, so we're I not did. quite sure so far. <laughs> but we, we had very, I mean, I had basically no side effects except just sore at the injection site. Um, I love how and, people you know, talk, heard, call it a side effect. It's just part of I know, getting because stuck it's like, with a it's sharp kind of, object. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. So I, you know, I'm sure there will be more side effects uh, for the second dose. I say bring them on. I, I, I don't care because I know it's my own immune system working. I know it's not going to last long and I know it's much safer than COVID. So mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, I don't really want terrible side effects, but I know they won't last long and I'll, I'll at least know what's going on and that it's caused by the vaccine and not like, you know, Y'all, it's I've actually not so even, many vaccinations in my life. And I'll, like, oh, I also yeah, said yeah. like every other month I'm, I'm like injecting myself. So I have zero problem with needles. <laughs> like here we are, yeah, bring it on. Like, actually the side effects are not even really side effects of the actual vaccine. It's your own immune response yeah. um, the second time. Your body's, so, like, just, ready to fight. Your body's fighting, which my Woo. immune system sucks, so I'm thinking maybe my response won't even, my symptoms won't even be as bad in my response. I am shocked that Rupert has made it through. I am shocked. I'm such I'm a proud, proud mom. <laughs> I am a proud mom. You have no idea how hard it is to get Round him. Round of applause. <laughs> Because he's young, and he also hasn't been walked in days, and I'm so proud of him, y'all. I'm sorry if you could hear him chewing his stick. If you heard any weird noises in the background, I promise it wasn't me making any weird, like, mouth noises. I promise it was him. (laughs) 
So anyway, please, please buy our t-shirts if you feel so inclined to, to do so. All of the money is going to a great cause, and we hope you like them. We're excited. I'm excited to wear them. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm thrilled. About the shirts. <laughs> I'm thrilled, too. I'm so thrilled. Yeah. So um, watch out for that on all of our social medias on February 28th. We'll be posting it on our Facebook, oh, our Instagram, Oh, I forgot our to say why we're ending it that early. Because April 6th is uh, Hermansky Podlack Syndrome Awareness yes. Day, and we want to make sure that yes. everyone who orders a shirt will have it before then. So, yes, woo-hoo. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I guess that's it. See you in another couple weeks, and go and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yes, give us those reviews if you like the show. <laughs> All right, bye. bye. bye.